A steady monthly income is key to a successful retirement. And on today's show, we've got five factors to know about your retirement income stream. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Coach Pete. And if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey, welcome. We are back at it again. The conversation on retirement, retirement strategies with the author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Retirement Smart America. That's Marty Neville. Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions, helping those in Chicagoland and beyond build a retirement plan that is custom fit for them. Marty. It's good to be back in here again, and thank you for bringing in donuts this morning. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank no you. problem. You can have them all because I don't <laughs> eat that stuff anymore. Well, you knew I liked them, and thank you. I, that was considerate of you. I guess the hot light was on. Sure. The, you like the, I heard you like the jelly donuts. I do. <laughs> I do. I like them all. Though. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate it. Hey, good donut, Krispy Kreme donut. Nothing wrong with that, right? That's right. He knows how to He knows how to make Suck it a really down. good show. He brought in coffee and everything, so we're good right. to and go. I and I don't drink coffee, so you can have it all, too. Uh, thank you. Well, it's all mine. It's all mine. <laughs> Never touch the stuff, but that's good. Well, you, it's, all, it's all for fun. What, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll have the fun. I'll have the energy here, the sugar buzz. <laughs> <laughs> You've got five factors in to know. We're going to talk about retirement income, which you talk about all the time, and how you build out income uh, the, the, for the life of someone's retirement. So some, some key areas that I know you discuss with your clients. One, of course, is Social Security. One, not the only, it should, shouldn't be the only, but one source of income. Absolutely. Uh, Social Security is an income that you can't outlive. You're going to be getting that for the rest of your life. It's something we've all paid for our entire careers. We see the uh, the deduction uh, on our paychecks all our life, and uh, Social Security is going to be there. And they they, they say it's not, and it's going to run out, and the the trust fund is, is depleted, but I think the politicians will eventually get around to fixing the problems. There's going to be some changes, I'm sure. Uh, but social, you know, you as we all know, Social Security, we're all eligible at 62. Uh, the mon- monthly benefits are reduced at 62. So I usually don't recommend taking it at 62, but there's always exceptions. Uh, it depends on there's a lot of situations that happen where I do recommend you take your you know, Social Security early, especially if you're going to be retiring early uh, to take your Social Security. And, and, you know, a lot of factors, the longevity, you know, how long did your parents live and uh, it, there's so many different factors that go into the decision, but it's going to be there. It's one of your main and one of your sources of income that we take into consideration when we put together the retirement plan. Uh, so, so definitely, uh, you know, when we do meet, uh, that's one of the things I'm going to ask for is uh, a relatively current social security statement that you would have received from the social security administration. And if you don't have a current one, you can always get one at ssa.gov and generate your own. So that's something that we're going to have a definitely have a talk about. Well, no doubt. And and one thing that I, I did fail to mention when when I was setting this up in the segment one here is that we're looking at that window uh, from the time you retire until you start taking RMDs, which um, and of course, we're going to look at how income factors into to that window and that time of your retirement. And we talk about we're actually going to talk about this more in the next segment, but Roth IRA conversions and, and building in that good tax strategy income. Right. There's a lot of nuances that go with doing Roth, Roth conversions uh, from, your cons- from your traditional 401k to a Roth uh, 40, you know, uh, IRA. So there's a lot of things that go into that, but it is definitely something to consider to have that tax-free income mig- mingled in with your taxable income because mm-hmm. a majority of your income is going to be taxable depending on what you have. So if you're going to have distributions from your 401s and IRAs, that's taxable. Pensions are taxable. Uh, dividend income is taxable. IRAs are taxable. Social Security is even taxable mm-hmm. depending on your total income. But uh, having that rough conversion, having that, you know, you pay the tax up front, you pay the tax now, and you get to benefit from it because everything you earn and everything you take later is tax exempt and tax free. So there are some advantages to doing some Roth conversions, but there's a lot of things that go into making that decision too. You know, what's your total income now? Is it going to help you or hurt you by doing a conversion? So there's a lot of factors that go into it. And like you said, we're going to be talking about that soon uh, in the next segment, but uh, it could be another a valuable source of income in your total income plan. 
Yeah, one of the best things that was ever said about a Roth uh, is it's it's designed for people like me to understand is would you rather pay tax on the seed or the harvest? And right. Roth is you're paying the tax on the seed, not the harvest. Well, look, looking at income, this is actually outgoing, this next item. But your income, your modified adjusted gross income, rather, uh, determines what you pay in Medicare premiums. Right. Well, for, for B and for B and D. So the, the premiums, you know, could be substantial depending on what's your income for high income uh, earners. Your, you know, your premium could be as high as five, six hundred dollars a month. Uh, the average, though, is about one hundred and forty eight to one hundred and fifty dollars a month for that Part B, Part D uh, Medicare. And I d you definitely want to have those those parts uh, of Medicare in your package because they you know, you want the you want Medicare Part A, which covers the hospital. You want a Medicare supplement, which pretty much covers what Medicare Part A doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then Part B, you, Part B covers the copays and deductibles and office visits. So definitely uh, want to eliminate or reduce the amount of out-of-pocket you have uh, by having Part B and Part D in your plan. And, and that's, again, something we always have a, have a discussion about. And it does depend on your income. So it's income-based. They finally got around to doing that. So it's income-based. So based on your income, and obviously we all file tax returns, so the government knows and the Social Security Administration and Medicare knows, uh, what your income is when it comes to determining how much you're going to be paying in those Medicare premiums. So if you're a high income earner, well, you know, it is what it is. It's, a, it's I guess it's a good problem to have. Yeah. You have a higher income, but you got to pay more. Yeah, you definitely do. I have heard stories, though, about neighbors, for instance, next door neighbors, pretty much in the same boat financially. And one pays less in premiums uh, than the other. Well, it also depends on it depends on what kind of deductions they have when it comes time to do their income right. taxes and how they how they factor their income tax. So everybody's different. Everybody, you know, has different situations. And so it all depends. You know, the neighbor might be paying less, but the, the neighbor, might, the neighbor might not have the income that you think they do. Well, that's true. So, that's true. you know, don't count other people's money. But uh, that's that's an old <laughs> adage as well. But but you want to, you, you know. Exactly. So, you know, he probably doesn't have the income he may say he does or she. <laughs> so uh, that's why he or she would be paying a less of a premium on their income. Or, again, it depends on how they factor their income tax. But he's got that nice boat, though. And I'm on yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, they, he's, he's got that big 27-footer <laughs> parked in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> he has to make more than me. Well, here we go. Marty is going to talk to you, though, about all the periods of your retirement as we Focus on that, that window between retiring and when you start to take the RMDs at age 72. 888-519-9096. 888-519-9096. Uh, you can get the right strategies for you with Marty Neville. Now, here's the period, really, you could look at this as the, the period if you retire early between when you retire and when you become Medicare eligible because you got to cover that health insurance one way or the other. Absolutely. That's one of the things I talk about with my clients that are planning on retiring before they're 65 is have you thought about, have you considered, and have you planned for health insurance until you're 65 and Medicare kicks in? Uh, because some people, that, that's something as that, you know, they forget about. Or hopefully their, their uh, employer, their health insurance that they get through their job will carry them into retirement. So it depends on, you know, the employer. You know, a lot of times it does. Sometimes it doesn't. My federal employees, yeah, they can keep getting their health insurance when they retire for the rest of their lives and pay the same premium. So if you're a federal employee, congratulations to you. You're getting your, you know, that that Cadillac plan uh, into retirement. Mm -hmm. But some a lot of people don't. You know, I don't I don't have a I'm not a federal employee. I don't have, uh, a, you know, a, a big group plan. I'm not with a right. big group plan. I'm I'm with my own plan, so I have to, you know. And I'm, but I'm going to be 65 this year, so I'll be taking my Medicare and I'll have uh, be be converting to a supplement, and I'm happy for that because my premium is going to go down. But uh, that'll be a good thing. So, but definitely something to consider when you're when you're looking at retiring before you're 65 is is health insurance. And uh, if you don't have it, we, you know, I have somebody in my office that, that does health insurance that can help you with it. 
Okay, absolutely. Taking care of everything when you retire in those those periods, those benchmark ages of your retirement, the phases of your retirement. I mean, that's what Marty is about, and that's what he's going to talk to you about, the right strategies for you. And that's something you can schedule right now. As a matter of fact, it's a great time to open the phone's first opportunity of the day to get on Marty's busy schedule. He is busy, but he keeps it. Absolutely. He opens it up by every week on this show. Yeah, my clients are my age. You know, they're in their you know early, mid, late sixties. They're we're all getting old at the same time. We're all getting to that point, and uh, it's time to. It's been quite time a party, say, though, right? Say, yes, it's gonna everybody. We're all gonna have one big you know party for everybody in their sixties, and uh, all us baby boomers are getting 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 up there at the same time. So. But yes, so every, but everybody needs a plan. So give me a call and we'll put together a plan for you. My number is 888-519-9096. For the next 10 listeners who call in, we'll get together at one of my convenient offices and we'll put together the guaranteed lifetime income plan and in addition to the Social Security Maximization Report. And we'll put these plans together for you. And the best part is there's no cost or obligation to you. So uh, I do these. I'm not a fee-based advisor. I don't uh, charge for these plans. And these are long-term plans. These are go to age 100. So they're not just some short 10 or 15-year plan. So give me a call and we'll set up a plan and we'll put these things together for you and implement it and get you uh, get you on your on your merry way to a to a smooth and happy retirement again my number is 888-519-9096 leave a message and i'll get back to you and we'll set up a time to meet and you know i love that being on your merry way because you're heading to that new chapter of your life and you're heading there with um with excitement now when you've got the plan together and and a handle on your financial situation 888-519-9096 next 10 this this comprehensive review with marty at no cost or obligation and a copy of his book retirement smart america you can get it is a great opportunity and whether you're a retiree already or whether you're in the financial red zone a pre-retiree to get your financial roadmap and and get you where you need to be in retirement with the right strategies and again it's 888-519-9096 the best part is this is offered at no cost or obligation now the the great thing the cool part is you're able to get in on marty's schedule because i happen to know that he is busy 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 but he does open up slots on his schedule on this show every week so no cost no obligation consultation at 888 888- Five one nine nine zero nine six. The show is Financial Safari. A quick break, but we're back with much more. What are we doing in the next segment, Marty? Well, you know, Dave, we talk a lot about Roth IRA on the show, and we talk about it often. We just talked about it a few minutes ago, and here we're going to have a whole segment de- designated to specifically dealing with the five-year rule. Uh, what it is, how it is, and how it could possibly trigger taxes and penalties if you're not careful. Stay tuned. We're back with Financial Safari Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins with Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions and author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Retirement Smart America. Marty is uh, well-versed and, and, and has expertise in all the components of retirement planning. He's also licensed in 16 states. Well, here we go. A comprehensive look at the Roth in this segment. And with apologies to William Shakespeare, to Roth or not to Roth, that <laughs> is the question. Whether it is no are in the mind to suffer never-ending taxes that erode your retirement <laughs> accounts, or should you take charge of your money against a sea of never-ending taxes? We touched a little bit on the Roth last segment, but we're going to really break it down here. The Roth, it is the chance to enjoy that tax-free, those tax-free earnings later in your retirement. Right. Well, it's always good to blend a little bit of tax-free income with the taxable because a majority of the income that you're going to have is taxable. So to have some tax-free income that you can really enjoy. And I do other programs too, which provide tax-free income. Uh, but having the Roth, having doing some Roth conversions, uh, making sure, you know, the Roth was established not that long ago, in 1997. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's uh, it's become very popular, especially for younger people, because now that they're starting their career, they might as well contribute to the Roth. And yeah, it's, there's no tax advantage now. The tax advantage is later. So if you have all Roth money in your uh, in your retirement account, you're going to have a, <laughs> a lot of money that you're going to be able to yeah. draw on tax exempt, right. tax free. So it applies to investment earnings. So as most people, some people know, some people don't, it implies to investment earnings 
not the initial contribution. Mm-hmm. It, and, and it could trigger taxes. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. Uh, if you take any early withdrawals on the on the earnings, uh, there's there could be a penalty. You got to wait and, the five uh, years, right? You got to you got to wait that five year period. So and and it applies to everybody. So regardless of your age, no matter when you do a Roth a contribution or, or Roth conversion, you still have to have that five year waiting period. And a lot of people don't realize this, but you can take money out of the contribution, but you just can't take the earnings okay. within that within that five-year period. So yes, if you do need the money for some reason, you are able to take that uh, money out of the contribution that you take, but you can't touch that earnings for that five-year period. And if you're under 59 and a half, bingo, you've just triggered another penalty. Boom. There we go. Penalty again. Well, now they, there, there's definitely confusion with the five-year rule. So you can take out what you contributed, but you have to wait the five years on the earnings. And then there's that one time, correct me if I'm wrong here, there's that one time on a Roth IRA contribution, but the clock starts for every conversion. Correct. It's a five-year. Okay. Correct. So each conversion you do, the clock starts over. So even if you're adding it to an existing Roth uh, IRA, each conversion has its own five-year period. So that's, that's, uh, that's not a new rule, but that is the rule. So you have to be careful and you want to make sure mm-hmm. that you're, you're following the, the guidelines. And even if you're over 59 and a half, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Under 59 and a half, over 59 and a half, it doesn't matter. The 59 and a half is basically for penalties if you take out the earnings. Uh, or make any, you know just like any any retirement account if you take out uh, dis- any contributions or anything before you're 59 and a half there's going to be a penalty so make sure if you're going to do it uh, use some other money don't use your don't right. use your retirement account well now why um okay, help me why the five year rule anyway well why the five year rule <laughs> uh, you know they they set that up basically uh, as as a way to to inspire people to to save money and not touch it. Okay, so it's got so, nothing to do. Okay, I was going to say. I mean, is they're not getting taxes from it, so why? I don't know how it benefits right. the government to make. You they already money. got their taxes, so right. but the, but it's just a matter of they want you to save the money, but they want you to be able to keep the money mm-hmm. uh, and not and not spend it. So well, that's mighty the same nice thing of with. Them. Yeah, yeah, that's mighty <laughs> nice of them. They're 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 very wonderful people. If you've ever had any any contact with the uh, I don't Revenue want any. service staff. I don't Yes. <laughs> I have several uh, several federal uh, IRS people that are my clients. So really, uh, okay, and and wow. and they are wonderful people. I have no I have no issues with any of them. They I've never had any problems or issues, and, and they're wonderful to deal. With. They're like everybody else. They're you they're know just, normal, they're happy human people. Yeah, exactly, right. yeah. exactly. Um, I just didn't get the, the why even have it. Um, okay, what about inherited Roth IRAs? What's the rule on that? Well, if you have an inherited Roth, uh, it, it, you know it's a, now it depends if you're the surviving spouse or if you're if you're not the surviving spouse. If you're the children of the of the person uh, you're inheriting it from, so the, the five year rule. Now, generally, the Secure Act changed that too. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to take that money within ten years. You have to withdraw it within ten years. There's no tax consequence. But it's just like a, a traditional inherited IRA. You have to take it within 10 years. But uh, inherited IRAs are still subject to the five-year rule. So you got to make sure that you know the uh, original contribution date uh, of that uh, of that Roth from your uh, spouse or, 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 or husband, uh, father, whoever you're inheriting it from, uncle, whoever you're inheriting that uh, Roth from. Mm-hmm. You've got to hopefully, hopefully you'll have the paperwork that you could find or talk to the uh, investment person who who's investing that money when the original date of the original contribution was made. So, so okay. you comply with that five-year rule and you don't have any problems okay. because there will be penalties and taxes. Marty can yes. help break down the Roth for you, the right strategies for you with the Roth, because there are, it, it is, there are strategic moves with exactly. this. 
And uh, this is something Marty knows. And you want to make sure, of course, to avoid penalties. 888-519-9096. 888-519-9096. A uh, bit of trivia here. You mentioned the Roth goes back to only 1997. Its namesake, Senator William Roth of Delaware, also was um, involved in the... Remember the old the, the inquiries into the, the Pentagon spending where they uncovered $640 toilet seats and yeah. $9,600 yeah. wrenches? He was in the middle yeah. of that too yeah he know he exposed a lot of that yeah so yes very very little known about that gentleman uh but yes he was he was uh inspirational in in breaking that news and and exposing a lot of those uh those those frauds and wastes and whatnot that we right. were being that we were all paying for as taxpayers yeah absolutely yeah. taxpayer relief act of 1997 gave birth to the roth well okay you you've said that there are penalties for breaking the five-year rule can can you break it down i'm sure some are substantial what are we looking at there the consequences well there's a t- there could be a 10 percent penalty uh if you take out the uh the earnings early uh if you distribute them to yourself you have to be 59 and a half to do it so yes, there could there could be some penalties uh, and and interest charges. So it, it's all a matter of doing it the right way, being careful, making sure that you you if you're going to do a conversion that you you have the time to wait five years. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it, it there there's always nuances. There's always rules to follow when it comes to these uh, these financial vehicles and how to. How to, how to proceed with them. Yeah. And there's also exceptions, Dave. I mean, what are, what so, are the exceptions? So, so there's, there's several exceptions. So if you're, if you know, you're able to use up to 10,000 10, of the earnings in the account to pay for a first home. Okay. So if you're a first home buyer and you have, uh, you have a Roth account, you can uh, use up to $10,000 in that money. Uh, another exception is the, for higher education purposes for uh, your spouse. Uh, a child or grandchild, so you can you can use that money for uh, as an exception without having to pay taxes and penalties. Um, you can reimburse yourself for medical expenses if if this is the caveat, if it's uh, over ten percent of your adjusted gross income. If those medical expenses okay. exceed ten percent of your AGI, you can you can use that money to reimburse yourself. And if you're unemployed, uh, you might be able to use those funds to pay health insurance premiums. So there's exceptions, um, you know, and if you become permanently disabled. So there's mm-hmm. there are exceptions to the rule. There's always exceptions to these rules. Mm-hmm. And and but you have to comply and make sure that you comply uh, to to uh, be able to um, implement those ex- exceptions. So you can it's just like anything else. You know, I have re- I have people that want to retire early and they want to take distributions from their 401k. Uh, generally, if you're under 59 and a half, there's a penalty, but there's a there's an exception that you can do. It's called a 72 T. Is that, that the rule of 55? Uh, yeah, that no, that's separate. That's, that's separate. separate. Okay. Yes, no. but that's you know okay. that's a completely different rule. But this this particular rule is a 72 T, which is basically you apply for an exception so you can you know, take uh, distributions from a retirement account before you're 59 and a half, and they never say no. But yeah, obviously you have to pay the tax on those distributions. That doesn't go away, <laughs> even mm. though you're younger. But you can. There are always exceptions, and the same thing with Roth. So there's exceptions. So if you're going to buy your first home, if it's for higher education, um, if it's for medical expenses that exceed the 10 percent of your AGI, and if you're unemployed or permanently disabled, so there are exceptions okay. for where you could take money out of your Roth without penalties or taxes. All right, good deal. Man, that's a breakdown. Good breakdown on the Roth, Marty. And, of course, he can for you. And what are the best strategies, not only with Roth, but all retirement components? And if you schedule a consultation and get on Marty's schedule, what you can do right now. Absolutely. So for the next uh, 15 minutes, we're going to open the phone lines. We'll take as many calls as can can be taken and uh, give me a call and leave a message. My number is 888 519-9096. I can't do anything until you call. So call my my number, 888-519-9096, and we'll uh, put you on the schedule. We'll set up a time to meet. Uh, I, you know, I do have cancellations that happen occasionally, so uh, we can put, you know, life happens. We all know life happens. Things happen. I just had a woman that uh, her mother got sick, so we had to postpone our meeting. So I have an, an, an extra opening here and there. So give me a call so we can do that and put you on the schedule and set up these plans for you at no cost or obligation. Again, my number is 888 
519-9096. I can't do anything until you call. And next 15 minutes, get through and get on Marty's schedule for no cost, no obligation, and a comprehensive review that's looking at your your situation, which is unique to you. And then uh, talking about how to custom build the, uh, the right retirement for you with the right strategies for you. 888-519-9096. 888-519-9096. Great breakdown on the Roth and more to come after a news weather traffic What's on the other side? Well, you know, the old adage, and how many times do you hear me say it, uh, one size fits all. That might work for bathrobes (laughs) (laughs) and slippers, but uh, it doesn't work for retirement. But when we come back, we're going to break down what works and what might not in your unique situation. We'll be right back. Financial Safari. Welcome back to the show. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins here with Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions. Marty Neville has expertise in all the components of retirement, including federal benefits, and he can help you. He helps many in Chicagoland and beyond. He's also author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Retirement Smart America. And when you meet with Marty, you get a copy of his book. Marty, you do say this a lot that you don't uh, go to the one size fits all if you're clothes shopping category. <laughs> right. I mean, right, unless, exactly. Unless it's like a robe or you said a robe or slippers or something like that. And, right. and, and so that's the, and, and that's a great point you make too, though, because one size, there is no one size fits all in retirement planning. And, and even with some of the tried and true rules of thumb that are familiar to us all, they can be said of that as well. But thanks sure. to bank rate, we're going to, we're borrowing some information that we're going to see some old standards in a new light. See what makes sense to you. First off, all right, I, I think I know where you are on having the mortgage paid off. Well, you know something, I just met with a woman this past week who was, who's been triple paying her mortgage. Uh, you know, she's been sending in three times the payment amount that she should mm-hmm. because, you know, everybody's in a big hurry to pay off their mortgage and, and have their house, you know, free and clear. Well, there's that that could be, you know, first of all, you're losing the tax advantage by doing that, uh, by paying off your mortgage. Second of all, you've got a free and clear asset now yeah. that uh, if you go into a nursing home or, or you get sued or or something else, uh, it, you know, it's 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 available for the taking. Uh, mm. Having a mortgage, I'm not big on paying off the mortgage. I think you I think a mortgage has has its place. It's good debt in my opinion. And to keep it is something that, that should, should continue. You know, it's, it's nice that, you know, to have that feeling that, yo, God, yeah, I paid off my mortgage, but uh, that brings up a whole new set of problems. So uh, definitely, you know, and interest rates are so low now, so that basically you can make more money on your investments by leaving the money in the, in the bank or, or in your investments that you have rather than, putting it towards the mortgage. So it's, it's, to me, it's always not a good idea to pay off the mortgage. It's always, that's, it's good debt to have. Now, other debt like credit card debt or, or car payments, unless it's a zero interest loan, you know, that's the kind of debt you want to get rid of that, mm-hmm. get rid of the credit card debt, because usually those, those interest rates are, mm. you know, what, 25 to 35%. Ridiculous. So, you know, your mortgage, you can get a mortgage for 2.75 these days. Uh, and so why would you why would you want to have credit card debt and, and and pay off the mortgage and be in such a big hurry to pay off the mortgage? When never again for on this one. I can tell you that <laughs> never right. again. Right. Oh, man, so you're so having in. that debt, having that debt is really, in my opinion, important for not just for tax reasons, but for estate planning as well. And we mentioned tried and true rules of rules of thumb that maybe at one time uh, it seemed to be that the, the mortgage burning party was kind of standard and uniform and when in a way of thinking at one time, but there's a different way of thinking about I guess well, we have it. Many people had it programmed in their burned in their psyche that we must pay off mortgage, burn mortgage, but it's not right. necessarily the best strategy. No, it usually is said. not. Yeah. Because of the t- number one, the tax strategy. Uh, yes. The, the interest that you're paying as the mortgage gets older, gets less because there's a balance uh, when you first start the mortgage, you're paying you're paying a, a majority of interest on the payment, 
and less principal. And as the mortgage gets older, because the bank wants their money up front, uh-huh. so they're they're charging you the the bigger interest charges are first. Uh, and as the mortgage gets older, the principal gets more and the interest gets less. So uh, sometimes it's a good idea just to refinance to to readjust that. Right. So you are paying, you know, having that tax deduction, having that ability to write that off that interest off. And that's also where a home equity line of credit comes in. And I talk about this a lot. I talk about it with almost every client. To, if you do want to pay off your mortgage for some reason, God forbid, who knows why. But if you do pay off your mortgage, get a home equity line, get a, get that uh, home equity line of credit on your house, because a home equity line is an automatic encumbrance against the property. It's an automatic lien, whether you use the line or not. Mm-hmm. The bank, you the, When you take out a home equity line, and just I'll go into this real quickly, I know we have other things to discuss. But uh, when you take out a, go to the bank and take out a home equity line, what you what the bank is doing is handing you a checkbook and saying, okay, you've got a hundred thousand dollar line. Here's a checkbook. Write a check for whatever you want up right. to a hundred thousand dollars. So the bank doesn't know if you're going to use it or not. So they automatically put a lien against your house for that hundred thousand dollar line. The assumption is credit. that you are. Right. The assumption is you're going to use it. So they put a lien against the house because they don't know if if and when you're going to use it. So they put a lien against the house for that line. So that's an encumbrance, which is good because now, if, if God forbid, the worst case scenario happens, you get sued or you go into a nursing home, mm-hmm. there's a lien against the house. So the, 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 the bank takes first position and uh, a nursing home or a, a lawsuit or anything else like that uh, would come in second place. So it's just a, just a, another strategy, another way to protect you. I love that. that that's interesting because you're looking at delaying you know, paying off the mortgage as a protection. Uh, Absolutely. And, and not just a tax strategy. Absolutely. Here's another thing you need to be aware of. It, it, I guess it's not safe to say I need this dollar amount to retire because this dollar amount 20 years from now is not going to be as good for you. <laughs> yeah, you think? Right. Well, yeah, that's true. But yeah, a lot of clients, they say, how much do I need? Do I have enough? And, uh, you know, my, my comment right back is let's sit down. Let's crunch the numbers. Let's put together a plan. Hey, let's find out if if what you're what you want is enough. Uh-huh. And I usually the rule of thumb I usually go by is about seventy five to eighty percent of your pre retirement income into retirement is what uh, what you should be able to live on. So you have so, to keep elevating that. You need growth, some some growth, right? To keep well, when that. when you need growth, and and when I put these plans together, I'm already factoring for inflation. So I, your income is actually going to grow over the years, just like uh, expenses grow mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, inflationary pressures aren't much of an issue right now, but if they start raising interest rates and uh, you know certain things happen in the economy, uh, interest rates could go up. Um, you know, so there's so many different things that could happen that, that could trigger inflationary pressures. Inflation hasn't been much of an issue for the past, you know, seven years, six years, whatever. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's bound to happen. Let's be honest. Oh, it's going, yeah. Uh, you know, you look, look back it, in yeah. 75 and 80. I mean, look at True. the interest rates were, what, 21% yeah, back then? Crazy. You know, inflation was 14%. So, uh, yeah, things, you know, things could change on a dime and, and uh, it, we, we, you know, the the key would be to prepare for stuff like that. Make sure your income is is growing also mm-hmm. at the same time. And that's when I put together the plan. When I put together the plan, I'm factoring for inflation, not just for for your expenses, but mainly for your income. That's, that's what I, I concern. Because yeah. remember, folks, what I'm putting together for you is an income plan, not an explain and not an expense plan. It's exactly. an income plan. And I love that. And it's in there and it's factoring inflation and it's in there for a long time too. It's long-term planning for you. Exactly. I I guess another thing, are we changing our, well, let me throw this out first. The number, any questions you have for Marty, he's available to to answer those 888-519-9096, 888-519-9096. Are you seeing changes in uh, attitudes towards whether to downsize or not? Well, you know, sometimes, Dave, it's 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 interesting because sometimes it could cost a lot more to downsize yeah. than if you keep what you have, uh-huh. you know, because if you, okay, I'm going to downsize, I'm going to get a condominium or a townhouse. Um, there's homeowner association fees and dues. There's special assessments. If you're in a, a, a condo building, you know, new windows, a new roof is, you know, $3 million. So, uh, you know, there's there's pools and clubhouses that that have to be cared for. So there's all kinds of other expenses, even if you have no mortgage. 
um, you're, you're going to have property taxes, you're going to have, you know, all kinds of assessments and special assessments. So something to really take into consideration uh, if you're, you know, because the house, you know, if you if you have a big house and you want to downsize, I mean, I have a big house and I'm in the process of downsizing and selling my house right now. So, yes, I understand that. Uh, it's it's something to take into consideration, but you have to you have to deal with all the ramifications of downsizing. Uh, I have a lot of clients that are moving out of state. They're moving to warmer climates. They're getting out of the Midwest weather. Uh, they're getting out of, away from the Midwest taxes, the Illinois taxes. Yeah. Uh, so so you know there, there's there's a lot happening as far as that's concerned. But it, there's more factors involved in in the, making these decisions to downsize uh, than just uh, a, getting rid of the big house. You know, a lot of people are just you know sick and tired of the snow and the ice and the weather they paid their dues and they want to they don't want to pick up a shovel anymore and right uh so so they're moving to you know warmer climates texas florida tennessee you know nevada arizona where they so don't even sell snow shovels right <laughs> right no such thing so so it's something to really consider on uh, uh when when you're going to downsize but you also have to look at what the expenses are going to be when you do think about downsizing. So that's something that we can have a conversation about also. Because again, I'm licensed in 16 states. So I go where my clients go. So wherever you might move to, I'm going to follow you there uh, as far as being licensed so I can help, you know, take care of what needs to be taken care of in your life going forward financially. Well, that's good so to know. So that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's important. So I, I do I do go where my clients go uh, because I, I they're my clients for life. And uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, just because you leave doesn't mean that I, I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. No, and, and that's <laughs> important to them too, because you've built that trusted relationship. And just well, because you that's moved. what it's all about. Yeah. Right? That's what it's all about. It's all about uh, trust and relationships. So mm-hmm. the, the growth, you know, that you're, that you're going to have in, in the relationship and, and, you know, expanding. I just had a, a, a couple that just moved from Chicago uh, they moved to Fort Lauderdale and they couldn't be happier. They found a place. They were actually going to rent for a year and until they got acclimated and found a place. But they saw this one house. They went down there. They fell in love with it. and They bought it. I can understand. And, yeah. <laughs> I can understand. So, so wow. they, and, and that was somewhat of a downsized for them. And uh, it was a ranch home that they bought in Florida versus the you know, two-story condo that they had in Chicago. So it, it was a downsize and, and warmer weather, and they're retired and they're loving life. So that's that's the key. <laughs> that is exactly the key. And, and you're right when you say it. There is no one-size-fits-all, and that's why Marty offers custom-built retirement plans, which here's another opportunity to talk to him about it. Absolutely. All these offers, everything I do is custom tailored to your specific needs. It's a long-term lifetime income plan that goes to age 100. And the same thing with the Social Security Maximization Report. It's it's all factored for inflation. So for the next 10 listeners who call in, I have a, a spare copy of my book, Retirement Smart America, for you, number one bestseller on Amazon. Uh, so give me a call. My number is 888-519-9096. Give me a call and we'll set up a time to meet at one of my offices. Again, I'm about two weeks out right now. My schedule does fill up very quickly. Uh, I am pretty much working seven days right now, especially mm-hmm. seeing as it is tax time uh, still because they extended the deadline. So uh, it's May 17th now for all of you out there that uh, didn't hear about it, but May 17th is now the filing deadline. So give me a call at 888-519-9096. So we could set up a time to meet and start the process to put together these plans for you and implement your plan so you can have a nice transition and have a happy retirement. And it's all about, as Marty says, he builds income plans for retirement. So talk to him about the right strategies. Yes, yes, his strategies will include protection. And he gave a great example of that just in this past segment. But what's best for you? Because it is not all one size fits all. Marty will talk about the right strategies for you. 888-519-9096, And one more to go, Marty and the questions they pour in. Yes, every week we get all these questions from listeners, and unfortunately we don't have enough time to answer them all, but we answer quite a few of them. So when we come back, that's what we're going to do, answer a lot of questions. Stay tuned. It's 
Financial Safari. We talk retirement here with someone who is a retirement specialist, Marty Neville, on the air every week on WLS, laying out the retirement strategies. And of course, with a consultation with you, he can get more specific. Uh, Marty is the uh, author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Retirement Smart America. When you meet with him, you get a copy of his book, Marty Neville with Smart Money Solutions. Before we get to Q&A, uh, were you surprised they extended the, uh, I know you do taxes just for a lot of your clients. Uh, were you surprised they extended the deadline again this year, federal? No, no. <laughs> they right. only extended it a month, but yeah, I wasn't really. surprised. I, I kind of figured they would uh, do something because we're, we're still, you know, in pandemic mode uh, to a certain degree. Things are easing up quite a bit. Hey, the weather's getting warmer finally. Plus, so, they were busy uh, cranking out those stimulus checks at the same time that the um, that people were filing still. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I think I was thinking about buying a yacht with the, my stimulus <laughs> check. Yeah. Did you get the yacht? Because I'm just looking forward to sailing with you. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I you know I wasn't sure if I was going to get the the forty footer, um, <laughs> you know, or the thirty five footer with that uh, with that money, but. You didn't get either and just brought me donuts today. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, well, sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I've enjoyed them. Well, Q&A questions come in every week from the listeners, and Marty likes to get to as many as possible. So Roselle starts it out. My husband and I are raising our grandchildren. Their parents passed away years ago. We were both retired back then, although I've since gone back to work part-time. We're now in our mid-70s with two teenagers who will want to go to college in the next few years. Our retirement plan obviously never considered this as a possibility is it too late to turn it around wow talk about a life-changing curveball yeah. being thrown your way raising your grandchildren there's a lot there uh yes it's uh it's something that you're really going to have to consider uh depending on what resources you have and uh student loans possibly uh grants hopefully scholarships you know hopefully your grandchildren uh are are smart and and are, are going to be able to apply for those scholarships and get some. I know my, that's one of the ways my kids, we paid for their colleges was uh, they got each, each one of my three kids got scholarships mm-hmm. uh, for, in, in different, uh, different, a ver- different variety of each. Some were academic, some were sports. So uh, hopefully your kid, your grandkids will be able to get some scholarships and grants and, and help you defray some of those costs. Um, otherwise, you know, student loans or you're, you know, going to be paying uh, extra for that. Yeah, I understand uh, that's an unfortunate situation where your where your children passed away and the, and the, the, the parents of your two teenage uh, grandchildren. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's, uh, you know, hard all in and of itself. But to uh, thank now God they have were to, there for them, though, man. You uh, know. Yeah, yeah. You they thank God they you were there for your grandchildren. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's another sacrifice that you're making to raise them and and to put them through college, which they probably rightfully deserve. So uh, it is difficult. So it's worth uh, at least having a conversation so we can we can discuss what your resources are and and what would be the best way to approach it. Uh, depending on what kind of college, if they want to go to a university or if they want to go to a junior college. So there's a there's there's different aspects to, to consider and think about and look into. So uh, the, the best thing I could say would be let's set up a time to have a conversation and meet uh, to discuss what might be the best strategy and the best way to go uh, with with whatever resources you have uh, to apply towards that. Yeah, because Marty, I mean, we talk about your plans sometimes are are subject because of sometimes life situations like this to, to need to be tweaked and, and altered a little bit, adjusted, I should say, maybe. Yeah. 888-519-9096 for Marty, 888-519-9096. You know, there's so many options now. Community colleges, to get that first two years in a community college, you're, you're getting really the same courses, right? And right. Well, to get that associate's degree, sure. You know, yeah. you can go to the local junior college and then finish off with a in a, a bigger university you got the college experience uh, then yeah exactly so so there's you know i i i kind of you know understand i've, I've had situations like that where, where parent you know parents are raising their grandkids uh and uh it, it is difficult it is very difficult because yeah yeah you don't plan on paying for an extra couple kids colleges in your mid-70s right right so right. It's, it's not something that most people plan for so it, it's something that does take some careful planning and and discussion to see which is the best uh, best route to take and the best strategy right, right, to apply yeah. Monster Indiana's next. My mother wants to give me her IRA. She's in an assisted living community, and she asked me to watch it for her. Well, I've been keeping up 
on her RMDs. And she told me last week she just wants me to have it. I'm not sure how that works. That doesn't work. You okay. can't do that. I can't do it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, it has to stay in your mother's name for as long as she's alive. Once, uh, once, if, if and when she passes, when that time comes, then it can be put in your name. But uh, if you put it in your name as an inherited IRA now, um, there's going to be there's going to be pe- penalties and interest and and all kinds of bad things are going to happen because she's still alive. Mm-hmm. She's um, presumably still receiving her Social Security, so the government knows she's going to be still alive. Um, and especially being in an assisted living community, probably her Social Security is going towards that that care at the assisted living community. Mm-hmm. So yes, you cannot. She cannot just give it to you mm-hmm. uh, without it being an immediate taxable event. So don't do it. Uh, let's have a discussion about it. Keep keep uh, taking out her RMDs and 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 cl- complying with the regulations so she stays compliant and pays her taxes on the on the correct amount of distribution. But do not put it in your name or try to put it in your name while she's alive. She's responsible for the taxes on that as long as she's alive. Upon her death, then things could change and you could put it in your name without it being a taxable event. You still now it's an inherited IRA, so there's a whole different set of regulations that apply. So you have to you have to definitely distribute it to yourself within a 10 year period and pay the taxes on it. You don't have to take it all at once. You could take it over a little bit over 10 years. But within the 10th year as an inherited IRA, you would have to take and distribute that to yourself completely within that 10-year period. So the rules are different, but uh, while she's alive, it has to stay in her name. Well, great that you asked the question in uh, Munster, Indiana. And Marty does travel. As we, as you mentioned, he's licensed in 16 states, so he's able yeah. to help you. 888-519-9096. Uh, next question is from Batavia. I want to leave a reasonable amount of money to my kids, but I also don't want to pinch pennies throughout my entire retirement to make it happen. You got any tips in this area? Well, my tip in that area would be don't worry about your kids. They'll get whatever's left. Right. There you um, go. You've when, said you're, that, yeah. when you're done using it, uh, you know, I love your kids. But at the same time, you know, my my focus is to, to is to take care of you mm-hmm. and your needs because you may you're going to need that. You could be living in retirement uh, 20 25, 30, 35 years into retirement. Uh, don't be worried about uh, leaving a legacy. If you want to leave a legacy, let, hey, let's talk about setting up a life insurance policy you for you. And this way you can leave them a tax-free life uh, legacy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but as far as your savings and, and your money is concerned, uh, they'll get ever, they'll get whatever's left. They'll get your house. They'll get your cars. They'll get whatever cash you have, whatever your 401k or IRAs are. Uh don't be gifting unless you have m- many millions of dollars. Don't be uh, worried about gifting or leaving a legacy. They'll get they'll get their share. Believe me. Yeah. Uh, and let's and let's make sure let's sit down and also make sure that you have a living trust in place to make sure it happens the way you want it to happen. Uh, and and there's no outside influences. And let's avoid probate at the same time by setting up a living trust if you haven't already done so. Yeah, great strategies there Marty can talk to you about. Woodrich, next, my mom is 79 and has no tolerance for risk with her nest egg. She she has more income than she'll ever need, though, because of my dad's military pension. I'm considering an annuity for her, not because she'll need the income, but as a way to protect the principal. Is that a good idea or not? Absolutely a great idea. Um, she's, you know, she's still young enough where she can get a, a decent uh, annuity, probably a, a nice fixed indexed annuity. Uh, and it will. She doesn't have to generate income from it. That's that's not required of, of most annuities these days. But she can definitely print, you know, uh, protect and guarantee the principal, have a decent return and not pay any taxes on that return because mm-hmm. it's a deferred product. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an additional benefit. Plus, it's protected, uh, you know, in other ways as well. But, uh, yes, I think having an annuity for your mother's money would be a, a perfect place to, if, if she has no risk tolerance, that's an ideal place for her to put her money because it's going to protect the money from the market risks and at the same time give her a decent return so where she doesn't have to worry that tomorrow morning if she wakes up the money's going to be gone because something geopolitical happened uh, you know overseas and it affected the stock market and there goes you know her money like a lot of people have 
have suffered in the past few years. So uh, definitely let's sit down and have a conversation about that. Let's see what would be appropriate for your mother and, and find out. And obviously I'm going to, we're going to have to meet with your mother also, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, let's have a discussion and see what we could do to, to put together a plan to, uh, to protect her money and, and, and give her peace of mind. Woodridge, Batavia, Munster, Indiana, Roselle, and you uh, have an opportunity to set up this consultation if you get on the phones now and get on Marty's schedule. Yes, exactly. For the last 10 listeners of the day, this is the, the last 10 listeners of the show who give me a call at 888-519-9096. We will set up a, a plan for you, a, a guaranteed lifetime income plan, a Social Security maximization report. It does come with a comprehensive RMD report. It is factored for inflation, all the wonderful things that you know, and we'll talk about setting up a living trust if you haven't already done so. So give me a call, 888 519-9096 is my number, and we'll set up a time. I have offices throughout the entire metropolitan area. I, I, I am going to uh, Crown Point, Indiana soon, so I do travel. Uh, I was just up in uh, Middleton, Wisconsin recently, so I, I, do go, I do go where my clients go. I go to Florida. I go to Tennessee. I go to Texas. Uh, I'm licensed in all those states. So give me a call so we can put together a plan for you at 888-519-9096. Can't do anything unless you call. Yeah, and man, a lot that you'll get from this, too. And Marty's going to analyze what future tax implications you can avoid. He's going to run that Social Security maximization report uh, for you. He's going to talk about your income plan and your retirement strategies and, and protection, of course, built into your plan as well. 888-519-9096. The last 10 to call in on the show and today. Have, and Dave, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I will have a copy of my book, Retirement Smart America, for That's everybody right. I sit down and meet with. And uh, so Amazon almost forgot about it. <laughs> we, well, we did. We've we've talked about it, but not to, to mention to throw it in with the offer, which, of course, you could, you meet with Marty. You're going to get a copy of his book. And it's an Amazon number one bestseller, Retirement Smart America. Again, it's 888-519-9096. Now, Marty, I quoted Shakespeare today somewhat, paraphrased Shakespeare on the show. Next week, I'm going to sing some of my favorite show tunes. So I know you're <laughs> looking forward to that, aren't you? Oh, I'm busy. Actually, Are you can, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't think we Bill, can talk. I promise I won't, so we can do it again next week. And hopefully you will join us right here at WLS for Financial Safari. Coach P. Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.